welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Before we start today's episode, I want to first state a happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there in the world. I commend you all. Being a father, being a provider, being in a child's life is a fun, challenging, and unique experience. And I hope everyone had a good Father's Day. Now, for today's episode, we're going to continue breaking down what happened the prior week. As I've done in the last two episodes that come out on Monday, we're going to spend time breaking down the prior week runs, why it ran, just so you can get a better understanding of what to look for, the characteristics to look for, and be able to apply it in your process as you identify what to trade and invest in when it comes to the OTC penny stock world. So let's go ahead and dive in of what ran last week and why it ran. So on Monday, we had a few runners. D-R-O-P. They dropped an AK, and when they dropped that AK, it had about a 50% run that day. If you're able to find out and be aware of the AKs, you were able to take advantage of that 50% gain. Or if you had done some research, you had knew that DROP was working on filings, and the AK dropping wasn't a surprise to you because you got in early, which allowed you to maximize more of that gain. Moving on, CZNI. CZ and I had a prior week run that was pretty strong, and on Monday it continued. And it was all speculation of the filings coming in, so it had about a 20% run. Now, if you were able to get it in prior to the merger rumors, along with the filing rumors, you were able to take advantage of getting in around 0010, 0012, or 0013, and take advantage of over 100% run between now and last Monday, which was June 14th. If you were not able or you were trying to time it, you may have got in uh, a little later and you still could have gotten in at 0020 and had over a 50% run between the Thursday, the Friday, and then that Monday of June 14th. Again, if you're able to identify the rumors, identify if a company really is doing the filings, you're able to take more advantage of the gains on a day in and day out basis. MJWL, another one, it was 35% on June 14th. The anticipation of the mergers nearing, I believe the the merger date is July 1st of 2021. However, this ticker MJWL was mentioned on the telegram around one cent. And since then, or a little under one cent, and since then has had about 11% 1100% gain in between when it was mentioned to Monday, June 14th. RSHN has 70% gain on Monday. Again, the merger hype behind it, the news of no reverse split has generated a lot of interest and it continued on Monday. And then the last one I want to discuss is MGUV. MGUV was a unique one. And I say unique because there really wasn't any research or anything that would have, in a way, I guess you can say, identified or caused you to know that the filings were coming in. And MGUV 
had filings for the first time in years come in, which, as you know, in the OTC world, it caused a lot of speculation, which caused a lot of interest, which caused an 85% gain on Monday. So if you put in five grand you were and you decided to day trade it, you could have easily made over $2,500. Now, for the average person or uh, someone who's a heavy trader, $2,500 may not seem a lot. But if you're doing that on a day in and day out basis, $2,500 on Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday, then Thursday, then Friday, it all adds up. Going on to Tuesday, which would have been June 15th, we had a VMCS. We had a 59% gain on SS Monopoly being granted custodianship of that stock ticker. As you know, SS Monopoly lately has had quite a few custodianship plays where they have been granted ownership or custodian of those tickers, which has caused the price to significantly boost. The latest one that's getting a lot of momentum, especially as a merger time and the filings come in, is ABVH. They have some other ones like IFAN, FBCD. Those are a few just I'm naming off the top of my head. Moving on, EFIR. They put out an update saying that filings will be coming in soon, which caused a 41% spike on filings. Now, for some who have been holding it for a while, their gains were, were way much more. For others who were able to see the update on a Twitter or any other social media sites, they were able to get a position early and take part of this 41% gain. Just like I said on Monday, RSHN had another strong day, 34% on the merger. If you've been following the Telegram and following the podcast, RSHN has been mentioned quite a few times. And if you were able to get in early, even prior to the merger being completed, you're already up over a thousand percent in just a few weeks. So identifying catalysts, the news and getting in early allows you to give yourself a, a good chance of maximizing your gains. KATX was 32.69% on updates that more information will be coming out soon. And then the last one for Tuesday was TONR, which was mentioned not too long ago as well on the Telegram. It had about a 29.441% gain on Tuesday due to Alfred's capital being granted a custodianship. Now, if you have been keeping track of this stock ticker, it actually had a strong pop, I want to say about a week or two as well. But then the court case as far as who will be getting custodianship was delayed. And in that delay, as you know, a lot of people get impatient. They start panic selling or maybe they have stop losses. And all that end up being triggered, which caused a significant dip in TONR price. However, as the court date got near, this prices slowly started going up. And when they were granted, we saw a, a solid spike. And around midday, I believe they were around 29.41% going off on that Tuesday. Moving on to Wednesday, PBYA. PBYA is when I mentioned, I want to say it was in the trips. Lately, they've been getting a lot of volume, solid volume, not a lot, but a decent amount of volume to at least have people put it on their watch list. And then on Wednesday, they put out a tweet saying some updates, right? So the speculation of filings is, it caused some interest coming in. So it had about a 33.33% pop on Wednesday. Now, what make PBYI significant 
or uh, intriguing to me and why I mentioned it is if you look through the filings, if my memory serves me correct, the CEO has about $4 million invested. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm a CEO of a company and I have $4 million of my own money invested in a company, I have an interest in making sure this company succeeds or the price at least goes to a market cap that I feel like is adequate and truly represents the company. So more to come with PBYA as far as keeping an eye on it. I can definitely see it eventually going to the pennies. And this is all speculation right now. It's really going to be based on the company performance and execution once they provide more updates and complete the filings and get it current. Then we have BSSP. Now this one is when a rumor takes a life of its own, and speculation takes a life of its own, and social media embraces it. BSSP ran about 100% on Wednesday. I actually was in it. I want to say I grabbed it around 00111, 12, and 13. And it's, from my understanding, it's in the biofield. But lately, it's been leaked to ENZC, which if anybody knows anything about ENZC, that had a trip to, uh, I want to say, 20, 30, or maybe even higher uh, cent run. So it was life-changing for some. For others, it probably paid their salary for a few years. You'll be surprised, you know, finding some of these low trips, mid-sub plays, and then watching them go to 10, 20 cents how quickly those dollars add up. Now, personally, I've not been able to confirm any information with BSSP as far as, is it true they're linked to ENZC? But on that Wednesday, the rumors cost a, uh, a significant movement in interest. And then rounding out Wednesday is SPOI. They got off what I call the naughty list, right? They were on the gray sheets. They had the score. If you go to OTC markets, and hey, they got all the filings in, and now guess what? They're current. And it showed on Wednesday, they went from, I think, 0014, if my memory serves me correct. And then at one point, I saw I hit 0009. And that was about a 592% gain. Now, if you have the, uh, maybe you have a bot or an app, or you know, you're monitoring OTC page, but if you were able to get in, prior to or get in soon as that that morning because on the OTC markets when you refresh a page each day it updates right so if you were able to get in that morning and say you let's just say you put in five thousand dollars you were able to see five times that amount in return and take advantage of a 592 percent day on Wednesday and that's a big come up for one day you know some people's salaries Let's say is they get paid 25, 30 grand in, in, it, in 12 months. And here you are, potentially could have made it in a day. So it's real money out here. Thursday, MTRT was the huge winner. They had their first filing in years as well. Due to the low float, decent share structure, it ran over 900%. 900%. It's not much that needed to be said more. You know, sometimes these low floats, first filings are getting current can cause massive runs, especially when social media gets involved, especially when people who have large volume gets involved. The volume is there. The interest is going to be there. 
which is going to call the price and gains to reflect as well, 99% of the time. On Thursday as well, RSHN had a dip in the morning and then it had a strong bounce back ending or touching throughout the day around 42%. Now, this one right here intrigues me as well. I mentioned it initially because of the merger rumors and it looks like the change in business of the direction they're going. However, there are some reservations still and any time will tell as far as the rumors of them, of the share structure being reduced without having to do a reverse split, it intrigues me. And I say that because I've never really seen a stock be able to go from so many billions of shares. And I think one time I saw that they were talking about potentially reducing the share structure to 80 million. So from a, from a fan and studying perspective, I want to see how they're going to be able to do that. Is the company they're merging with going to buy shares? Are they going to be able to retire shares? How are they going to, to reduce the share structure if without buying shares or without doing a reverse split? So over time, the truth will prevail. I know they're linked to a solid company that appears to be, have a good business model. Again, that's RSHN. And then the last one for Thursday. BSSP, it went up an additional 56%. Again, it was linked to ENZC. However, I also saw something linking them to FDA news. Now, I have, I have not been able to see any FDA related news. However, I have seen a lot of information related to BSSP potentially waiting for FDA news. Now, what they're waiting for, I need to do some more research, but the news, the speculation, and the rumor has caused it to go up another 56%. So if you were able to play it, even if you didn't get in when I, I mentioned it on Telegram a long time ago, if you were able to play it this past week of June 14th through the 18th, you potentially could have had about 142, 150% gain on your money if you was investing in BSSP. Something to keep in mind. And then rounding it off, let's go to Friday. Friday, they were, Friday was pretty strong. And I sound, I may sound a little surprising because I, because typically Fridays, especially in the OTC were, are what I call dip days. So quality stocks will dip because people may be taking their money out because they don't like the whole stocks over the weekend. Maybe they needed it or they just wanted to have cash going into Monday. So typically Friday, I look to add additional positions and shares to what I've already owned. But this Friday was a little bit different because there were quite a few stocks that had a strong Friday and had significant movement. And we're going to run through some of them. MRPI, they dropped the AK after hours on, I believe it was Thursday, which they've already had a good run up, but and they've, they've been able to maintain their price. But on Friday, they had an additional 20%, if my memory serves me right, of gains on that day simply because they filed their AK. They're working on something. What or how significant and impactful it will be, only time will truly tell. Moving on, ALYI, the news that I saw said they have an electric vehicle pilot in Africa, and that costs about a 17.82% spike in gains on Friday. HVCW had 
They had filings coming in. There's a lot of interest with that stock. I'm not in it right now. I may look for a position, but I need to do more research on really the rumors and the interest behind it and try to get an idea of how legit it really is. AHFD at 57% gain on Friday. They released their 8K and was also the first filing in years. So again, you know, companies are trying to get current. Companies are not trying to be suspended. So you're going to see these spikes. You're going to see companies submitting filings that may have been dragging their feet because they have these deadlines. You know, some have June 30th, some have September. You know, your job is to one, keep keep an eye on the filings, right, of each stock ticker, and then find out which deadline works for which company and why. But at least at bet at worst case, you're able to pay these filings. And what I mean is you're able to, if a company hasn't seen had filings and they finally release filings, there's going to be volume there. So you're able to potentially day trade or swing trade or do the research to determine why they're doing the filings now if they haven't done them in years. Maybe they're working on something. You may discover they have something big coming in or they're working on a merger or acquisition, you know, CEO changes, name changes. But that's your job to do that kind of research. Moving on for some additional runners on Friday or additional movers, WNBD. They had about a 28.5% gain. I saw some news and documentation that they're expected to exceed about $10 million in sales. And that's that's a lot of money in the OTC world, you know, especially for small businesses. That's definitely a lot of money. And the price reflected buyer's confidence as they invested it, invested money in that stock ticker, causing it to go up. Now, I have not had the time to go back and look at their uh, their financials to see even with that 10 million, what's the net profit behind it? What's their expenses? Do they own any debts and, uh, and information like that? IWAL was a custodial ship play and it went up 184%. KA ST, again, another custodial ship play, and that had a solid gain of 29%. Now, this one was actually mentioned, I believe, in Penny Stock Guru's chat when it was in the subs. And if you were able to get in or do that research and you played the potential of the group that was submitting for custodial ship, you could have quadruple or at least doubled your money from the initial time it was mentioned. Moving on, GMER, if you have been listening to the previous episodes, you know I interviewed a a young man named Colin who was fresh out of college, who was having trouble um, finding that career job to, to build this career and chase that American dream of the corporate world. And he chose stock investing and he's doing very well. Well, his ticker of the day that he was a big fan of was GMER. He mentioned it on the It's Just Penny podcast around one cent. On Friday, it hit or came very close to 15 cent. It might have hit like 14.99 cent. I don't remember if it went over, but you're talking about a 15 times gain on your investment if you got in when he mentioned it to Friday. And the scary part is that potentially can go up more. They're in the gaming industry, and the gaming industry has taken on a life of its own. I'll leave it to you to do the research behind it. 
And if what you like, if you like what you see, it might be one for you. Now to round off Friday, NECA, they put out a tweet update, basically saying more news is coming in this week and they have been working on acquisitions and mergers, potentially. Now I know for some, you might roll your eyes and say, here you go again with NECA, because NECA was one that ran, I believe, and went over a penny and then had a, they dropped the ball potentially in the investor eyes and it came tumbling down. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The price dropped, it came tumbling down and, and now they seem like they may have gotten their stuff in order any time will tell. I'm hoping for the best interest of NECA and ECA that they release some kind of news, right? You don't want to go week after week saying news is coming and then no news not come. And then when you do finally put out news, the investors are tired of the back and forth shenanigans or the back and forth lack of execution that your price don't reflect the direction you're going. So. Again, that's NECA, N-E-C-A, and moved about 92.86% on speculation of news coming out this upcoming week. Now, that concludes the uh, review of stock tickers that ran or moved from June 14th through June 18th. Now, I'm sure that there were other movers, but some just didn't stand out to me. Maybe some moved several hundred percent, but the volume was so low. I didn't feel comfortable mentioning. Maybe I missed a few. You know, I don't see everything, but I feel like I've I caught a good amount. One, me personally being able to invest in and trade in to have a, another good week. But the other thing is to be able to share what to look for, why it moved, and hopefully help help contribute to the education and um, confidence level in helping you identify certain characteristics of what to look for. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review if the platform you are listening to allows you to do so. If you have any questions or topic requests, or even would like to be a guest on the It's Just Penny's podcast, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you later.